Tricky Ricky 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 Roops. Welcome back to the Grand Zero Podcast with your host, Tom O'Like. Before we kick off this next instalment, I'd love to give you some shout-outs, some products that you could possibly use and get the most of and also get some fucking discount. Um, starting up with the one and only Dead Mammoth Coffee. Now, Dead Mammoth Coffee have been on the show before, telling us all about his products, what he does, how he does it, and it is fucking a taste sensation. It is out of this world good. Like, mm mm mm, get in my fucking face. Um, but it's veteran owned and it's roast to order. And it's ground down specifically to your tastes. And if you don't like fucking ISIS or the Taliban or anyone like that, and you want to support veterans that have fought against them, make sure you use veteran products. Fucking welcome. Put in the promo code MILL15 at checkout. 15% off your dead mammoth coffee. You're welcome. Oh. Fucking gets my dick hard giving you guys discount. Also, if you love combat fuel, which, like me, I love combat fuel, and you and you want to get the best out of their top quality supplements, and you want to give back to charity because that's what they do with their profits, then go and see them. Put in the promo code Warrior15 at checkout. 15% off. Fucking hell, I'm good to you guys. Shit. Right, Frank is another one. Go and see him. They they give back to all sorts of veteran co- companies and veteran project pro pff, fucking face ain't working projects etc etc. Right, Frank. Now they also do some fucking brilliant sports apparel. They they are linked with a number of fighters within Cage Warriors and. Other organisations within the UK. They're also veterans. So go and see them. Put in a promo code. Flanked15. Check out. Do it. 15% off. I'm too good to you guys. I am too good. Too good. Do you know what? I love using my CBD oil. Because it helps relieve my stress. And the muscle balm helps relieve the aches and pains in my old ass body. Because I'm 33. Yeah, you're saying you're not that old, mate. Yeah, you try lifting the amount of heavy weights over tough terrain that I did in the five and a half years that I served. And tell me that I don't have an old man's body. Because I do. So I need to use the muscle balm and I put it on my knees, my ankles, my back. And it helps relieve all the aches and pains that I've got. It's amazing. And the one I use is Infusion. Infusion CBD. Go and check them out. Seriously. Put in the promo code GRANITE15. Get 15% off. And you're very welcome. It also helps with eating disorders, sleep disorders, depression, anxiety, PTSD. The list goes on and on and on and on. You can even put it in your fucking food. Scientifically proven to be the best out there. So make sure you see it. Make sure you use it. Infusion CBD. Joining me on tonight's episode is the one and only 
self-proclaimed guest of the decade. My best friend from back home in Hereford of 30 plus years, Dr. Chris Smith. We go into detail about his trials and tribulations with the coronavirus himself, having it himself, his missus having it, etc, etc, etc. A lovely trip down memory lane talking about basketball and all sorts, The Last Dance, Tiger King, and the list goes on. So, welcome to the Granite Zero podcast, Dr. Chris Smith. Recording the call. Nice. Has I don't it, know if it, I it broke protocol the calling you. Say again. Does it come up with a pretty it usually says I am need to give you permission uh, to record you? No, I've obviously given you permission already. What's that mean? Oh. You know, no, no, I can't think of anything major that's happened over the last few months. What could we possibly talk about? Apart from you being guest of the decade, apparently. It's official, I heard. <laughs> official? Yeah. It's just been mentioned <laughs> on the podcast. We'll let you have it, mate. We'll let you have it. Yeah. Well, um, I was happy to let Mason get guest of the year last year. And, uh, you know, I think it's well deserved that he did a, a very good and long uh, episode and uh, you know wishing best of luck with uh, with all the stuff he's got going on when when coronavirus ends. But I noted you didn't put down a guest of the decade. So slid in there. Slid in, yeah, yeah. Get the DMs Sliding going. In. Yeah. Sliding into the DMs. <laughs> oh, Come on, let's have a tour. Let's have a tour of the shed. A tour of the shed. Everybody's seen the shed. I oh, know, no, but there's some new stuff to... up there. There's more stuff up there. I see your um, your signed box. Who's that picture of? Joe Kawasaki. I was going. I thought it was Joe, but I I didn't want to say in case you're like, no, it's someone else. Obviously, um, SAF over there. Who? Sir Alex. Yeah, that's my that's my actual. This is made especially for me. Was it okay. by by Alex himself? He yep. sort of put it together in between. No, thinking. it says, it's not, it says, 2SAC Thompson, be safe, be safe in Afghanistan. Best wishes, Sir Alex. Aww. And then obviously we've got the signed mitts from um, Jack, is it? Jack Shaw, um, Jack Marshman and Mason Jones. So, there's a few other bits, some football gloves, military shit, got about everywhere. 
I, I should send you something to have in your in your shed. I oh, look. Have you seen this? There you go. What's that? Yeah. Where did you get a sticker from? You, you muppet. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> did I send it? No. When you were uh, faux Christmas, fake Christmas. Oh yes, yes, I remember now. Yes, when I was up, I yeah. remember. I got some. <laughs> you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, hey, everything's moulding into one these days. I know, I know. Um, I, I talked about um, the podcast to my mate, a couple of admin staff up at uh, Manchester Uni. And um, so after I got a couple of stickers off you, I was like, Matt, I've got a, I've got a present for you. You're really going to like it. And he's like, <laughs> he was like what, what have you got? Like, what? Um, so and I went in and I saw him. I was like, Matt, I've got, got a present for you. And I, I gave him a sticker. He's like, oh, "I'm going to treasure it." And then the two other lady, or the two ladies in the in the divisional office, they were like, "Where's our sticker?" I was like, "Yeah, here you go. You got, you can have one each as well. Fine." <laughs> yeah, have your sticker. Have your. St- I haven't got any left. Georgie went to town on those stickers, mate. Have you? Oh dear. She went nuts with them. So God knows what's happened with them. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Do, do you want me to send you some? I've <laughs> <laughs> got two left. I think there's a couple on Imogen's. Um, I've got a few there actually. There's, I've got a couple on Imogen's. Um, they've got like a fake kitchen, you know, a little toy kitchen. Uh, um, so there's like one I on keep, there. I keep finding them where I've literally forgotten where I put them and then like, they appear. <laughs> like on a random bus stop and things. It's like, oh, yeah. I must have been here. <laughs> or Georgie, which would be odd. Yeah, or Georgie, the... or, or Jess. Jess went wild with them as well. She went nuts. <laughs> I was with uh, Ed Kirk, and we were talking about going. Like, we like we should go out for a meal. Like, we should go out have a chat. He's like, let's go, Beefy Boys. And as you know, Ed owns the Burger Shop, yeah. um, which is rival. I don't know if that's the right word, but friendly you know. competition. Yeah, yeah, and I think actually in Hereford, it's a very inclusive culture in in that indie food. Um, culture but he's like yeah let's go beefy boys and he goes and when we're there chris we'll take a load of rule of thumb stickers and we'll just have to like hide them and stick them around the place without knowing and we'll also go with like a massive clipboard and just like log how long everything takes i was like i would be well up for that I, yeah just measuring stuff especially if darren's working yeah yeah <laughs> darren what's that mate that that that, that tiny head chef <laughs> with the attitude problem what <laughs> Or should I say, the head chef that turned into a pirate on Monday? Yeah, you told me. You went a bit full. Yeah, on. He, went, he went full, full Jack Sparrow, mate. What was the wrong one? I saw that it was. Was it called Dad Fest or Darren Fest or something like that? Dad. Yeah. That was the rum gone? Where's the rum gone? You, you drank it, Darren. Yeah, Bless you drank it. it, mate. All of it. It's his birthday. He's on. Oh Hey, all I gotta say is. Don't make plans. <laughs> don't make plans. Don't tell someone. Off your face. Don't make plans with your brother, who's supposed to be recording at two. He closed it down and went for a nap without telling me. Just went. He just, he just went. <laughs> As you do. It was probably the best thing. It. It's his birthday. He's in isolate, or well, in lockdown, whatever you want to fucking call it. Lockdown. Yeah, it's, it's what it is, isn't it? It is what it is. 
very strange situation. But You've had... God, oh, yeah, this is the segue. This is the reason you want me on, isn't it? I've had it. Yeah, I've had it. Yeah, no, yeah. That's not the only reason. I want to talk about um, The Last Dance, if you've watched it yet. I watched um, the greatest ever um, basketball film ever today. Me and Imogen watched Space Jam. Jam. Yeah. <laughs> on the old Netflix. We'll get on to that in a sec. You've, right. had, you've had COVID-19. I keep saying coronavirus. You've had the strain that is COVID-19. Yes, I have. Yeah, coronavirus is a, is a, is a classification virus. I have, yeah, I had it. Um, wasn't very nice. Wasn't as bad as... I've had worse viruses for me, if that makes sense. Obviously, yeah. I've not, not, not... See, it affects different people differently, and that, that's one of the awesome. problems with this. Well, it, and all viruses do, of course. Um, but one of the problems is obviously f- for many people, it's very mild, like really mild. For some people, it's, you know, going to stop you from wanting to go to work and stop you from doing stuff. But it, it's not going to cause much long term damage. And then some people it will kill, you know, a very small percentage of people, but yeah. enough for it to be, you know, a worry and, and concern um, more so than flu. And, it, and because of that, it's, it's obviously really, really quite bad. Um, yeah, I, I can tell you my experience if that's if that's what do what it. the listeners want. That's so, what the um, listen, That's what you want to hear because you're the only listener. Yeah, so. yeah it's just me. <laughs> Anyone that knows me will know that I would love to hear the sound of my own voice. <laughs> don't we all? That's why I started a podcast. <laughs> Sadly, I don't have a podcast at least. Um, yeah, so, so um, I started feeling a bit like I got a cough. I think it was on um, on Thursday, and this is this is before lockdown, so this is pre-lockdown, um, and I, th- I think it was the week that Bojo said, "Hey, we're not going to close the pubs, but you shouldn't go to pubs anymore." Yeah. Like, oh. oh. Well done, Boris. We're not going to close restaurants, but maybe don't go to restaurants. That, that was like the, 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 the very vague, don't do it, but I'm not telling you not to do it. It's like, can you just give us a fucking order? Just tell us what to not do. Not to do it. <laughs> yeah. And everyone thought it was, oh, because if they close them, then everyone's going to have these insurance payouts. But like, it turns out no one got an insurance payout, um, no. even when they said to do it. Um, yeah. But anyway, I mean, enough of, of, of the government sleepwalking into this. But um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a completely different segue. We'll talk about that later if you want. Um, so, yeah, Thursday I started feeling, I think it was a Thursday, I started feeling a bit bad. And then um, on the, the Friday I had full on, um, what would you call it? Um, yeah, like a fever, I suppose, overnight, um, which is often like when I've had, viruses before it's been overnight i've had fevers um and i was feeling pretty grotty over overnight on friday um and then saturday sunday kind of was a slow recovery um and we'd been we'd been in i we'd been in quarantine because ivy had had a cough and you know like if someone gets yeah. a cough then the whole before this happened then everyone has to be in lockdown for for a yeah, week um, had a cough and got sent home from school yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so it's the same thing, right? And she, um, so we were down, um, and Martha was able to go back to work on that Monday because um, she'd had symptoms and stuff. So she was able to go back to work on the Monday um, because it's seven days from the first set of symptoms. Um, and she'd been she, obviously she'd obviously had it, um, 
and I, um, yeah, and, and she'd been all right with it. Obviously not all great, but she'd been all right with it. This is a crap explanation. Sorry for anyone listening. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> so I knew for that Monday I was going to have the girls on my own, right? And obviously Martha working at an NHS hospital, she needed to be back to work, right? That was, um, yeah, yeah. That, that was important. So I knew I was going to have to just be like a bit crap um, and look after the girls. And so Monday morning, Martha leaves for work. At, she starts at eight, so she left probably seven thirty, something like that. Um, and I just remember at nine o'clock or eight thirty. Yeah, nine o'clock. Um, I did the girls like um, some a crumpet or something, and I had a bit of crumpet. And I just went. And I just threw the crumpet back up. I was just like I couldn't eat, um, and I felt terrible. And I started to feel a bit better by the end of the day. And then Tuesday, the same thing. I started off not feeling great, but I, by the end of the day, I was feeling like almost back to normal yeah and then martha gets home on tuesday and my body just goes right bye bye adrenaline <laughs> <laughs> and i just you, crashed you yeah. crashed and i just crashed and then wednesday was awful again so martha works monday tuesday wednesday wednesday was awful um and uh just yeah i was I remember feeling cold tired shivery um no energy and just then a, a complete loss of appetite. And then Thursday, Friday, which were the days I was meant to be working full time, um, I just I just spent all of it in bed pretty much. Um, I, I did three meetings in bed on like Skype calls, but without video, um, just like talking to, to things that had been set up, things I needed to yeah, kind yeah. of cover off. And then I'd literally just fall asleep. Fucking fair play. Um, and then, it, and then in, yeah. It just wipe you out, didn't it? for about, about would you, what would you say about a week and then start well, coming back? Yeah, I had, I, had, I had this double dip because I was, I was kind of fine by, not fine by Monday or Tuesday. I was better by Tuesday. And then I, I just crashed Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday, Friday, I stayed just in bed and I napped so many times. I was just completely wiped out, didn't eat much at all. Um, and then that continued into the weekend. And I think the first weekend I'd had it, I was trying to help out and do stuff and be dad and, you know, look after the girls. And I was aware, you know, obviously Martha's got this difficult job. So I didn't want to sort of overburden her with having to look after me and the girls and no yet. Because you're a bloke, you'd just well, be absolute big baby. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was aware of all that. And, and she was like, no, Chris, you need to rest. Like, this thing's actually, like, serious. You do need to rest. Yeah, you. Um, hey, and, hey listen to your wife's doctor and this is i mean this is the thing because <laughs> i know when stuff's bad actually because often if i'm ill not that she's not caring obviously yeah yeah, yeah but like she deals with people that have got really serious problems so like if i'm just got this she'd be like come on chris just take a paracetamol and, and uh, you know get on with it the, the, you, this isn't something to worry about but she kept saying oh no you need to sit down and why are you trying to tidy up or sweep the floor or do this thing when you should just try and rest um so yeah so i had that dip um i was bad that second week like a week on i was feeling bad you know thursday friday i was p pretty bad then the weekend again i took it much more seriously in terms of like resting up and recovering and then again on the monday tuesday wednesday i had the girls again on my own um in the day and uh I started to yeah feel a bit better and probably by the Wednesday again I was back to maybe Tuesday I was kind of back to over it but honestly the amount it took out of me um I lost so much weight because I just not eaten and like my face now looks it's not as chubby as it was previously but like I, I've chubbed back up again but 
I spoke to someone on Skype and they're like, mate, you've lost so much weight. Yeah, um, they could just see it. Oh, my... COVID diet is what you're the saying. COVID diet, yeah. But what <laughs> I hadn't, what I hadn't realised at the time was actually, and I know I'm not a big bulky guy, but how much muscle mass I'd lost. And Martha's like, you, you like, literally, if I look at your legs and like your calves or anything, um, everything you just look like you just like lost muscle mass as well. Um, and it's like from two weeks of having this this illness. You um, went from like normal Chris to looking like an actual golf club. Yeah, like to like Chris when he was 18. <laughs> I wish I looked like Chris when I was 18. No, I, I mean, my hair was awful and I had a goofy neck face. And I need to bulk out a bit, but um, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was just... Um, I, know, I know what you mean. Mate. And like things like, we, you know, we go for our walk and we've got this big backpack that I put um, IV in. It's like a special backpack for carrying kids in, not just like... <laughs> you don't just um, put him in a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Head out the top. Hey. Um, <laughs> And so, I, you know, we've been using that a lot because the problem with your you're allowed to leave the house once for exercise is a one year old, a three year old and, and then two adults in their 30s do not need the same amount of exercise. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, let's all just follow Ivy. And then when she's tired, we'll have all had enough exercise. That's, that, that doesn't work. So occasionally we do that and we started going off where I'll take Ivy and Martha will take Imogen um, and occasionally yeah, we'll put it go in the backpack and go for a longer walk. And then I've, I've been on maybe two runs. I'm, yeah. One run. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just, a, it was like, I can see why if you were an older person who didn't have as much resilience um, and you got it a bit like me, I mean, I didn't have any, I didn't have much of the breathing problems. I had a cough. I couldn't breathe deeply. If I, if I breathe, breathe in deep, even now, if I breathe in really deep, it, it will start me coughing or certainly would a few days ago. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I think everyone's experience is different and, and, and there's lots of people out there who don't know if they've had it or not. Right. Yeah, they, yeah. They've had some symptoms, they've but... Had some symptoms, but not all of them. And then it's like, but this goes back to even like December sort of time. Cause I, I'm not saying it's a fucking, it is the, that strain because apparently it wasn't over here or whatever i don't really know but kate and her old man were wiped out for about two weeks really yeah like mark i've never seen mark look so ill before and he very rarely he's very rarely ill at all kate you know kate's ill if she can't even clean the house right because he's a neat freak um but yeah she was wiped out she was having hot and cold sweats she was like basically all the symptoms of this Right, right. But, yeah. well, flu symptoms. Yeah. So I, I was like winding around earlier, and you do know you've had it. It's like, oh boy, yeah, you've had it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a, it's a real it's like there was loads of people in Manchester mind. that were ill back, back really then as well. Hate it. You well, hate it. I say I say I hate it. Work is easy at the minute. Yeah. Because nobody there really, and I've still got a routine because I'm key worker. Mm. I've still got my routine where I go to work. Mm. Kate's hating it. Because mm. <laughs> now she's got, Mum, 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 Mummy. Mother, Mother, <laughs> dearest. Um, um, Mummy. Then, then I come home. Right? Can I go on the Xbox? No. <laughs> you could tidy the house. Yeah. Um, yeah, strip. I. I 
I, I, the lack of routine, the lack of routine, or trying to build some new routine is 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 tough. Um, and like Martha says, you know, she she likes to not she likes to escape, but like it's um, it, it's good to be able to go and have a bit of normality and going back to cool. work. You know, um, whereas you know, as you know, most of the time I work from home. I go up to Manchester to do my stuff, and I might be up there two or three days a week. Um, but then I also I'm used to working from home. It's not a, yeah. a new thing for me. But but also things like um, when I'm working from home and the girls are here, um, then if they're starting to get a bit ratty is the wrong word, but you know if they're like feeling a bit constrained by the house, then Martha say right, let's yeah. go and we're going to pop out to go yeah. to her mum's or go to town or go see a friends or whatever, just go do something. Um, and of course you can't do that now. So if I'm trying to, yeah, work on the days that I've got, sort of. Yeah, we're, we've we got, because um, uh, uh, we're, we're a bit like you in in the sense where we're very close to the family, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, basically every every day we'll probably see um, Kate's mum and dad, and the girls will see them most days, if not definitely on a Saturday because they have the girls if I'm at work. But now it, it's like we had Sophia was in bits, mate, the other, the other day because you missed her family. It was mm. literally, we were, we were sat watching, a, I don't know what movie it was, I'm just going to throw it out there. Might have been Frozen, for example. Doesn't really matter. It's not part of the story. But like halfway through, she just burst into tears. It's like, what? Not even a sad bit. Olaf's mm. dancing. Yes, Olaf doing his. Was it a bit when he says he's oh, going to be a puddle? Winter's a good time to stay in to snuggle, but put me in Serenabia. Happy snowman. Yeah, that one. That bit. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's not that, yeah. Anyway, whatever it was, <laughs> it was supposed to be the happy part of the movie, and she's bursting into tears. It's like, what's the matter? Oh, I miss Nanny and Granddad. It's like, mm. right. Quick Skype or quick Google Duo or whatever it is. Well, last night we had the Google Duo out, and we had basically Kate's entire family on it. Mm. Which is nice. The funniest, and I know she listens, my mum. Right, we've tried to do a Skype call. Hi, Donna. With <laughs> with me, Darren, Georgie, Lana, me yeah. and girls, all of us with Mum and Mike. Every time, Mum, we're ready. Nah, I'm not doing it today. But if I FaceTimed her now, for example, she'd answer and would talk my ears off for fucking. Get her on the podcast. Get her on the poddy. She can join in. I saw your mum the other day, just rubbing it in. Was she wearing her mask and her stupid no, gloves? No, she wasn't wearing a mask. Uh, we we had to go and um, post a letter. Uh, Who are you posting a letter for? So um, I had the yeah, all four of us went, and we we did, needed to buy stamps as well. So we we walked round to the post office. Martha went in. I had the backpack on, and I saw your mum through the through the door away because there's only one person allowed in at a time. To, to, to yeah, loads of people started moaning about that. My mum was saying. Yeah, well, they were moaning because the only one person's like, "Come on." Yeah, no, I think the one person in at a time is pro- probably fair. I mean, it's not, it's not her it's call not, anyway. I mean, it, it's, it's quite, a small, it's a small area. It's a small shop in it, and it's quite, there's mm. quite a lot of shit in there. Quite a lot of valuable produce. Yeah. Um, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the, the complaints I've seen on Facebook, I saw people complaining about like if you can't take kids in. And yeah. so if you're, like, you're a single parent 
or if your parent if you're if you're the half's a key worker and whatever it's difficult and you need to get something then they're saying well i can't take my three-year-old and leave them inside i don't want to drive to morrison's with a kid so i mean it's, there's, there's no easy win but, you know, and and it's obviously it's not your mum's call anyway. It's it's whoever owns the 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 franchise or whatever who's who's making the decisions. But premier, I think. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, any case, like yeah. Any case, you can't. So the thing is, like, my mum would just tell you anyway. She's got no filter. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no comments. No, no. Your mum's lovely. <laughs> to you. <laughs> Sean James. Sean James. She's nuts, mate. Absolutely bonkers. I have um, heard, though, I heard on the, on the news today, right. this segues into a separate segue. Okay. Is it a I double segue? It could be. So, like, Netflix mm. has got, like, 60 million new subscribers to it or something because of these lockdowns. Yeah. Which is because now everybody can watch The Last Dance. And Tiger King. Oh, yeah, and Last Dance. And, and Tiger King. With Tiger... We'll, we'll go on to Last Dance in a minute. With Tiger King. Yeah, shoot. Carol Baskin. <laughs> if that was a TV series, as in, like, a made-up one, you'd go, this is far too oh. far. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This yeah. If it, if, yeah, if, <laughs> if it was, like, a, a fantasy fiction. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, like a fictional um, TV series. You go, no, this is bollocks. I'm loving this. As in, uh, no no content fucking Eddie Hearn. No, 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 no. I'm not having this. It's bollocks. But it's that intriguing because it's real. Did mm. you see the one with him on Louis Theroux? Yes, yes. We spoke about this before. No, um, we might have spoken about it when, when I was wandering around Tesco's. Probably because we, that's what we do. We basically have mini podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Every time we, we talk, <laughs> someone's like, "Why are we not recording this? This should be a podcast." I think I was driving from Nottingham to Manchester once, and we chatted, and you were like, "This this would have been a good podcast." We were like forty minutes or something, and then yeah, we were in Tesco's. But yeah, it's it's just fucking out of this world, and it's little things like. Get some, get some crystal meth, and you're no longer a straight man anymore. Crystal meth and tigers. I'm all, I'm all for the cock. <laughs> yeah, well, and and the thing is, they were saying like that even about um, what was the guy that took it off him? Is it Jeff Lowe? If I made that name up, yeah. oh, and yeah. and like he would take the tigers to Vegas in like a suitcase because that's a sensible thing to do. You maniac. Um, Why not? And just like entice girls up to his room with his other half just because he's got a tiger um and and it's just like the the power these th- these creatures have and they're just being exploited for yeah. be- because as they say the thing is they're useful for this tiny window in their life i, I can't remember was it up to six months old yeah, yeah, yeah. and and up to, isn't it and then up, then you've got a, basically you've gone from having an asset to a liability in yeah, this and just you and cuddly to that thing will eat you. Can it rip your arm off? But that, come back that, to work. Yeah, that will rip your arm off, and you can go back to work and not really say anything. That's fine. Mm. Um, Crazy. Or you could just chop up your husband and feed it to the tigers. Just, it, it's yeah. such a strange, like, because I know. I was saying this to Kate 
Sorry to butt in. But she is as bad as the other fuckers. Yeah. And and she got I think I think everyone feels a bit mislead you know, obviously Joe Exotic and um Carabaskin both feel kind of ill will towards and um the other guy, Joe, whatever his name is, feel bad about, you know, the way that they were portrayed in the in the documentary. Um but I just think she you know, I just think they left themselves open to it because Carol Baskin, her place, I mean Everything they were just showing it side by side, saying, "Oh, by the way, they're doing the same stuff, right? Apart from yeah. they're getting people who, to volunteer, and so yeah, they're not paying any wages for that." And she's saying that she's helping them, but really, this that's the thing. She goes, "Oh, I love all these big cats. They need to be in the wild." Yeah, you've put them in a cage as well. Mm, yeah. yeah, and it it's just a weird, like, yeah. I I thought she, I mean, they hung it, and there was that one where, like, there was a tiger in a really small cage. While she was being interviewed, it was right behind her, and um, and like according to Carol Baskin, said, "Oh, it was unfair they put that in because the tiger wanted to be in that cage because there was actually a much bigger cage that it was linked to, and the tiger was just stood there, like in the small cage." But I kind of think, well, you should have realised that at the time, yeah. like like you you're 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 an adult who's you know wanting to get something out of this, but you need Fucking to weird, control yourself. Yeah, I mean the whole. The other one, the, the other, the other fucking bloke that like seduces these yeah. young girls to basically his Neverland Ranch. Yeah, wow, well, just cutting about on an elephant as you do. And again, and they were all saying like every. It, I don't know if you've seen the the follow up show where they interview a couple of them. They always say my loyalty was to the animals. It was never really to yeah. Joe, and. And that was what the lady said, who used to be one of Doc Ansell's in his harem, you know, whatever, you know, lived out there. And um, it was all about power and just effectively the, the animals were the, the hook. Um, and that was the reason that people got away with stuff. It's weird, man. It's just, it's too strange to really, <laughs> it's a fucking nut. It's nuts. It's really nuts. Um, saying it to, when we first started watching it, I remember saying to Kate, I was like, "Do you want to watch this documentary called The Tiger King?" I was like, "Everyone's talking about it on on like Joe Rogan and fucking mm-hmm. kid I listen to." She was like, "What's it about?" I went, "You wouldn't believe me, even if I told you." And she was like, "I'll oh, show me the trailer." I showed her the trailer, and she was like, "This is this isn't real. No, it is fucking real." but there's like a petition to get him out of prison as well isn't there yeah i mean uh, again there's so much evidence of him saying that i want to kill her yeah yeah and i mean i i think that Obviously, he's guilty of killing the tigers, right, or whatever, yeah. you know, because they, they were put up on there, and, like, there's no really way around that. He just said, yeah, I killed him. Like, f- the way it was edited, at least, it yeah, sounded yeah. like you know, he kind of admitted to that. Now, um, the fact that the guy who wanted to get his ranch off him, it was his guy that he sent to, yeah. you know, it seems a bit flaky, but again, like they will just frame it in a particular way. Now, I think that it's dodgy, and like looking at what you what's there. But of course, the, the people who make the documentary have got an agenda. They want to make a good, compelling oh, cool. TV show, um, and 
you know, there have been people that have come out and said since, like, yeah, he's not a nice man. Um, no. and it, but it's not about whether he's nice or not. It's whether he did something that's illegal. And as you're right, you know, just going around saying I want to kill her and shooting and blowing her up and all that stuff. If you were Carol Baskin, you could see why. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't really be. He, he fucking stitched, stitched herself, didn't she? Yeah. With the fucking bit where they're talking about when he almost got caught by the tigers in his own pen. And then mm. they went, what did you make of this? He went, well, if they wanted the tiger to eat him, you need to put sardine oil on him or something yeah. like that. Like, oh, so that's how you did it. Oh, you know, did you? <laughs> Amazing. The, I mean, the whole show is just, it's, I mean, it's just crazy. It is just crazy. There's some brilliant... When you, when you go through your little rabbit holes, you find some fucking really good, really good stuff. Like, me, me and Darren have both been going on fucking serial killer binges. It's mad. Like there's loads of those ones on there. Like, Ted Bundy. Have you sent Ted Bundy yeah, tapes? That was yeah, good. Tapes, Ted Bundy, that's good. Uh, Mindhunter, which is... Yeah, that's based. been recommended. Yeah, yeah, that's been recommended to me. That's good. If you do watch it, sort of plough through the first couple. Get you're, better, like, is it? you're like, come on. Yeah. And then they start interviewing these fucking nutters and you're like, oh, and then you like... If you're like me, I'll go, who the fuck was that? And then you Google it and you're like, oh, he was a fucking nutcase. <laughs> Not a nice man. Yeah, and, and stuff. It's like really brilliant. But I, I went like full old school, mate. I started watching, oh, well, I watched Silence of the Lambs first. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Very, very much enjoyed that. Then I don't I watched, think I've ever seen it. Then I watched Hannibal. Yeah. Um, And then I went Red Dragon, which is supposed to be before four yeah i was like although these are based on a on a uh, fictional book these are brilliant yeah <laughs> these are brilliant anthony hopkins you are brilliant. he's good isn't he he is good he is good have you seen the staircase is another one on netflix yes oh, so staircase was good what do you reckon on that one? Oh, i think um the thing i agree with like being a sciencey type bloke is if you're going to do an experiment to see if the blood splatters the way that the, that you want it to, you shouldn't be trying to recreate it by just doing whatever you can. So you'll you remember. So for anyone that doesn't know, there's a woman who falls down a staircase and they're trying to work out was she murdered by her husband or did she just fall because she was a bit drunk and whatever. And there's this blood splatter analysis of working out and there's a guy who's who's for the prosecution who's effectively trying to recreate what's happened um how the blood has splattered to work out where was the guy stood when it happened and he was like he was like standing in a way that you would never stand and like hitting at a weird angle and then finally got yeah. one that did the same thing it was like aha i have proved yeah. and, and really you should set yourself up to say right well this is how the person would have behaved in that situation yeah. if they are where I want. I'm going to do what it is that I think needs to happen. And then if the blood splatter matches, rather than going fishing for it. And so yeah, I don't know if he killed her or blood, not. I need to I need to recreate this. Yes. Yeah. He was just trying to copy it, but by doing whatever he could with yeah, yeah. the confines of this is the big... space. So, so that, yeah. that, was my, that was my issue with it. Do I think he killed her? I, I, not, I don't 
I don't know. He, he could have. I really think he could have. One, that was another strange one where you're like, you, you're rooting for him, you're rooting for him, and then you're like, oh. Oh, yeah, but he might have done it. Yeah. Well, he's making a murderer. I think I feel like he, he's it. they're both innocent. Right? Yeah. I feel I, both. I, I, same. I think that making and, a murderer. Fucking we're going on some brilliant tangents. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think they're definitely both um, innocent. And that that poor kid, um, death by a thousand cuts. I felt really. Have you seen the second season um, where they go through the courts with him? Ooh, well, I'm going to download that shit. Oh yeah. So the second season, he. Um, oh, I won't. I won't. Exp- I won't. Um, Don't you spoil it for you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I felt really sorry for him because it looked like he was going to be. Yeah, whatever. Um, so, yeah, making a murderer. I've, but again, this, yeah, staircase. A part of me was like, yeah, but he, he may well Did you see the, the, uh, the crazy like theory at the end? There's like a bonus three-minute thing about a bird or an owl or something like that that flies in. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets freaked out and falls down the stairs. So they think the owl did it. Oh, for the staircase one. Yeah, for the staircase. Brilliant, love, love her. The owl did it. It was the owl. Well, my favourite theory on Tiger King is that Jeff Lowe is actually his her first wife, her first husband, because there's that photo of, um, of Carol Baskin at her first wedding. So she's married three times. Oh right? yeah, she's yeah. She's times. married to this abusive bloke. She leaves him for the and and. She, the millionaire spots her walking out on the street when she's had a fight with this guy and they hook up after that. I don't know what the time frames were. And then <laughs> he, he disappears somehow um, via a tiger and then um, allegedly. And he's in. he's in the shit. Yeah. And, and then whatever happens after that happens with uh, this new guy. New guy. Um, Mate. So yeah, the first husband looks similar to Jeff Lowe, and it's like, well, did did she pay him off? But that would that also be just throwing this out there because I know Jeff Lowe is definitely listening to this. Jeff Lowe, Jeff Lowe, right? You Jeff, are if you want a sticker, a... <laughs> Jeff, if you want a sticker, then let me know. Post, and I'll, I'll, hey Jeff Lowe, I'll... you're at least late fifties. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Why are you still wearing a bandana? I... <laughs> yeah. Come on. And a leather jacket. What are you doing? Amazing. What you doing? He's just okay. fucking. Oh. But. Fucking. But it is now, mate. It's got to be time. We got. We got to talk about it. Last dance. Got to be the last dance, mate. I've, I've not and, watched. Any and of for it. all those that you haven't watched it, there's no spoilers in it. There's, it's Michael Jordan, yeah. but if you ever want to see greatness, just watch that first episode and realize how good Michael Jordan was. Does it make you reevaluate the goat dis- the goat um, debate? Because you know I- I- I've not seen it. I, w- I will watch it. Um, when I- everyone forgets when you... how good Mike was, yeah, they, they there's always that. Is it LeBron? Is it Mike? Mm. Right, Michael Jordan is ridiculous, mm. <laughs> and don't forget, Michael Jordan decided he went fancy playing baseball for eighteen months as well. Wasn't that's really like... good, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he wasn't. But 
gave it a go. He gave it a good go. But basically, so he left for 18 months, came back, made it to the um, semis. Or was it the Eastern, Eastern Conference finals? He made it back to in his first season back. So either the yeah. semis or the final. They did ridiculously well, yeah. For... Um, and then the season after that, they had won, won a lot with 72 wins and 10 losses. Crazy. It, 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 but there's, there's, there's bits in it, mate, that you, you wouldn't believe the fucking cats are open. <laughs> you sound like uh, you're going crazy. Yeah. The, um, there's bits in it that you're like, his work ethic is yeah. extraordinary. Like, mm-hmm. there, there's a bit in it, in it where it goes back to his, uh, high school days and his high school coach says to him, well, he got, he got dropped originally, mm. but I think it was his sophomore year. He said, no, nah, you're not playing, you're not good enough. And he went, well, I am. And then basically just trained all the time. All the time. All the fucking time. Just kept going. And it's like... And then in the same in um, when he was at North Carolina in his um, freshman year, they were like, you're, you're basically an average player. And he's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to prove. I'm going to prove to you that I'm not. And it basically started from his mentality from b- back at home, because he he was he was always getting picked on by his older brother, and his dad was like, no, I'm. He basically, he was fighting for his dad's attention. Yeah. And that's what basically kept urging him on. And then he had this raw talent that then just with his insane worth ethic, it's just fucking gone. They, they, they were saying that he could have potentially gone into the NBA earlier than he did as well. But he didn't actually want to go to the NBA when he first went in. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of bit of gen for you. He was going to stay on for another year at, at um, North Carolina. North Carolina. But, mate, he's just... But the main thing that a lot of people don't realise as well was how good Scotty Pippen was. Arguably the best one-two in NBA history. Arguably. <laughs> Who's guarding that? Shaq? Who's guarding Shaq? That's the question. Who's going to guard Shaq? Pippin. All right. <laughs> so, so then, so that means Kobe, Shaq win then. <laughs> I, well, yeah, no, I mean, it's, I, I think the best, is, it's difficult, you know, the best one-two punch is different to the best Two play, not the best two players to yeah. play together in a in a two on two, right? Because if you put up in a two on two, like Shaq always says, who's going to guard me? Because there's no other, no apart from Stockton there's and Malone. No other there, really. Yeah, you, you got Stockton and Malone, and Malone might be able to take Shaq a bit, but then Stockton versus Kobe, that's not it's not going to end no. well for, on defense for them, is it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, yeah that's what, that's a completely different argument, isn't it? But, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the main the main talking point in the series, this series, episode. second episode, was um, how underpaid Scotty Pippen was. Yeah, really. Signed a seven year deal of eighteen million. Right. What was Jordan at the time? Jordan was on like thirty seven million or something. Mm. 
But it was like... He did it because he, he didn't know when his last game was ever going to be. He thought, I might get injured. I need to sign a big deal. But then the general manager wouldn't let him negotiate a new yeah. contract. And that's why in his last season, he didn't play much. He was like, oh, I'm not playing for you. He was going to leave. He, he, he asked to be traded from the Bulls in his last season. Yeah. Because, and even Jordan was going to go in the last season. If it wasn't for Jordan, they wouldn't have had that last well, dance. As Jordan said, if you, because they, they gave Phil Jackson one more year. And they went after, originally they went, now you're, you're done. We're not having you back. Yeah, you just won five titles and they went, now nah, we're done on you. But yeah, coming up to the last dance, they went, you can have one more year. He was like, all right. Do that and I'll go somewhere else. And obviously he went to to the mighty Lakers. Are they? But yeah, Jordan was like, well, if he goes, I'm going. Yeah. And they went, well, we can't do that, can we? Because they, they were trying to rebuild the franchise. So they, yeah, they, yeah, they need to rebuild. Which is understandable. You can see that your players are getting older. But the way they went about it was just madness. But... But, but I mean, that's the whole M- the NBA is, is such a mad way. I think it's incomprehensible to us Brits. Like, if you don't know about the intricacies of cap yeah. space, drafting, how the drafts are allocated, um, oh, you know, the fact I, there's no relegation or promotion. So you don't, you yeah. know, that th- there's no incentive to not be the worst team. There's actually an incentive to be the worst team. And that whole thing and building a team... Like, if you don't know about it, then it just seems bizarre. And I remember talking to one of my friends about um, it was this was when we were trying to get LeBron to come to. Oh no, LeBron I think was already in LA, but we were trying to get another player to come. And I was kind of explaining yeah. what was going on um, about this time last year. And uh, it was like it's just like you need to understand so many things about yeah. how the league sets up. Yeah, you can't just go out and go right. I want to buy LeBron James for fifty million. Or as he would be equivalent to a hmm. Premier League Messi. player. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Well, he'd, he'd probably be three hundred million, right? Yeah. Um, if, if, if it he's, was a... he's a freak athlete himself. Like, and, and if you were trying to take the NBA model, which is actually just most American sports, it's, it's the same in most of them, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it put it in the Premier League, it wouldn't work because the the NBA is a captive market. There's, there's, a, there's the one best league in the world that you would go to. And, and so you could put a cap on it and, yeah. you know, um, and, and you don't need to interact with any other leagues, right? You don't need to be interchangeable between the American and the, the Lithuanian league because almost everyone is going to want to prefer to play in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, of course. Whereas you try to put that into the UK system, it doesn't work because we've got to be able to sell players to yeah, and buy yeah. players from. So it's um, it's a really it's interesting it a way of do, doing things. And yeah, and uh, you know, and I think there's something to be said for you know the way it kind of does nurture talent a bit in a way it kind of says, well, if you're really bad, then we'll give you the best players and you can start again. And it it you know it you do you have teams that. go through. Yeah, and I th- I think you know one of the problems with the Prem and and other leagues. Is, is it does get dominated by the same names pretty much all the time and um, because of the amount of money they've got and the spending yeah. power where as 
that does happen also in in the NBA. But like the second richest market in the NBA is New York, right? And New York have been trashed for ages because they've got bad ownership. And if Mark Littlewood is listening to this, which he might be now, New York Knicks are shit. They're just they're just really <laughs> bad run. Such a terrible franchise. Um, and you know, when, when was when were they? They were competing, weren't they, in the early nineties? Well, when they were Ewing, and yeah, John Stark, uh, John Starks. But they they haven't had a. I'm just going to see when they last um, won a championship. But it's 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 ages ago. But it's not even in the nineties though, because obviously the Bulls um, yeah. won them all. Um, <laughs> won them all. It was Bulls in Houston, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it's um, nineteen seventy and nineteen seventy three, right? It, to be to be fair, the um, my beloved Sixers has been a hot minute since they've won. Yeah, but they've got close, but like. Yeah, but they, they've yeah, got close they've a couple of times close. with, um, you know, they had a whole AI. Not, um, like not challenging where Knicks don't seem to be. Where, where are the Knicks? Like they, they should be. They have the second biggest ink. They've got the second biggest market behind LA. LA have got the biggest market. New York's the second biggest market. Um, yeah. And, and the I amount of money they make, like. It's it's a strange one with the Knicks, I think, because obviously everyone's heard of the New York Knicks. Yeah. Because it's yeah. New York. Um, but I, I, I've, I've always found it's very very similar to, to football in the way that a lot of the clubs have that pulling power mm. because of their history that they've had. Like, for example, a lot of players will go, yeah, I'd love to play for LA because the history of the Showtime Lakers, mm. then the Kobe and Shaq era, Etc. Etc. And the, yeah. and Boston, Boston's another one. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, well, they've they've got a fucking brilliant dynasty there. Sixers had that for a, for a time as well. Um, there's quite a few players. Uh, Scotty Pippen, for for an example, wanted to be like um, Julius Irving. He was mm. like he's his hero. Growing up, he watched the Sixers play, and it's like. A few of these new clubs, it's they don't have that. I I want to play for the Vancouver Grizzlies. I don't even know if they're Vancouver Grizzlies anymore, but you no, know what? Not. You know what? It's been a hot since I've actually studied the league. Um, yeah, that's that's just an example. But but it's just it like what I love about like what... when Toronto first sprung on the scene. Everyone was like, "Fuck off." Mm. Mm. <laughs> but like. What was amazing was that they won it last year by just having a really um, <laughs> big sneeze. Um, <laughs> but you know, taking a risk on Kawhi Leonard and um, having a having a go at you know they had some really good players, Pascal Siakam, um, and 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 they had a something already there with uh, Kyle Lowry or whatever. So you know they were able to build and actually they took a risk. Okay, had. Um, what they called Golden State Warriors, not had so many issues. It might have been a different story there. Had had LA pulled in some help for LeBron, then it might have been a different story there. And had had he not scored that shot against the Sixers right at the last minute, right? Oh, heartbroken, mate. 
I mean, that, that close bounced on the rim as well. It wasn't even like straight in. It was yeah, like, and have you seen that, sat... that photo of him and Embiid, where they're both looking to see if it's gone in? Yeah, he's, really... he's sat on the floor. It's like literally, like, how bad a shot is the wrong word, but like, it, that, that's not a regulation shot, right? He's, 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 that's a difficult shot because he's ended up sitting on the floor because he's so low down and so off balance. Yeah. And it, it just happens to go in. And you know, I think Kawhi Leonard had taken a three-pointer in in an open thing to close out a game. You're going to think it's going to go in, right? Um, but off when when he was under so much pressure, freak, it, it was freak shot. But that's what the playoffs is all about. Yeah. So that was the other thing I was trying to explain to Kate. She was like, "So how do the playoffs work?" I'm like, "Well, at best of seven games each, each round." And she was like, "Well, so it's not like just a final." I was like. No, mm. <laughs> you don't just get home court advantage and win, and then you've won the title. Well, you've got to mm. play seven games. Well, not seven games. Seven Ten. games, yeah, yeah. Best of. Best of. But yeah, but this last dance, mate. It just showed how bad Chicago was until right. Jordan got there as well. Like the United Center was never full because they were watching the Cubs or the White Sox or. Mm. Mm. And they they never got behind the Chicago Bulls because they were shit. And luckily, they got the third pick in the draft. Drafted third. New York obviously got Ewing. No, no, wrong. No, wrong no Hakeem and um, Olajuwon went to Houston Rockets. Then some nobody went somewhere who I think he played a season and got injured. Milwaukee Bucks. Was it the Bucks? Um, and uh, yeah, no. but yeah, because they were set. Like the thing is, Hakeem, a hell of a player, right? Yeah, um, the dream. I like, I like if you, for, as a big man, like I remember watching some tape of him and his footwork, and he, I think it was him t- coaching Dwight Howard, and it just in like of this That's old something else. Incredible man, incredible footwork. So you can see why they, you know, they they already had some a, a good um, guard. I, I seem to remember that like, they're saying yeah, who they have? Clyde, Clyde the Glide. Clyde, oh, Clyde the Glide. Of course they did, right? So you know, you're not going to say we want. A they, they, yeah, that's what they, that's what they were saying in in the uh, series that mm. um, Houston didn't want to bring Jordan in because they already had Clyde Drexler, mm. and they're the same player. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they um, got old Mikey in, and he was just phenomenal in his rookie season. Yeah. And then it showed a, a few of his clips in um, against Boston because they they were the, one of the first teams to make the playoffs with a losing record or something like that. They Who were like, Boston? No um, Bulls. Bulls. Yeah. Really, they had a losing record. I mean, in the yeah, East, I think it was something like fifty-one and uh, thir- thirty-one and fifty something. That's a big, big yeah. time. And uh, they got it in there, and Jordan was like, "I hate losing." So he basically was trying. He played almost every minute of every game of that playoff series, and one of the games he got a playoff record of like sixty-nine points or something. He was just something else. Kate was even going, did he miss? Oh, of course he missed. Yeah. They just don't show it on the tape. <laughs> just don't show it on the tape. 
if you look at the tape, he scored 150 points every game. But yeah, what, it, what's amazing is like when you watch a game live, like whether it be on TV or what, um, and you realise how often they miss because you never see it in the highlights, right? No, no, you don't. <laughs> like, oh. the like, fucking hell, they're good. Yeah. Obviously, they're good, but yeah, mm. I know what you mean. Yeah, like, offense versus defense. Might, right. I've been watching a, a game where like, I'll be flicking through and I'll put the NBA on or something. The missus will be like, oh, you're going to watch this full game. I'm probably not going to watch all the game, but I'll be watching it and they'll be taking these shots. And I'm like, why are you taking that shot? Yeah. What an awful shot. Looked like a goddamn brick. It's just amazing. It's amazing how quick it is, though. Like I remember when I was I watched um, who was it? um, LeBron and the Cavs versus um, the Sixers with Carmelo Anthony, and I just remember Kevin Love catching a rebound, just throwing it down the court, and LeBron wasn't even over halfway when he threw the ball, and he launched this thing like an absolute rocket. I'm going just catches it and just, and I was like, I, I could never catch that. I, if you threw that at me and I was stood there ready, <laughs> it would hit me in the chest. I would fly backwards and then the ball would bounce out of my hands um, because it was thrown. It was so fast and they were so quick. Like that. You know, these guys are six foot eight, six foot six. They move, um, they move like smaller people. It's weird. Yeah. And that's what they say about LeBron. Is he like, he's six, eight. Um, however, whatever his weight is, you know, he's huge. Um, and he just moves as if he's six. They, were, they, they did this analysis on Scotty mm. when, because he was six foot or five, or five, five eleven, six foot, something like that. So he started out as a guard. Yeah. So he used to be a very skilled guard, basically. Mm. And over a summer, he grew like eight inches. Like Anthony Davis did. Yeah, and he was like, so he kept all his ball skills as a guard, but now he can. He, he, and then, then they basically told him you need to get bigger, so he hit the gym and became a fucking Scotty Pippen, fucking mm. animal. Mm. But yeah, you generally don't realise how good fucking Scotty was until you start watching highlights of him in that documentary. Where did he? Because he went to Portland after, didn't he? Yeah, and he did all right in Portland. Is Yeah, they almost won the. Uh, almost won the. Yeah, won yeah, yeah. This is going to be really good he content did. for all those guys that like listen that don't really have interest into basketball. Fuck it, is what it is. Um, <laughs> but it, with um, it, it's funny because you've got Scotty Pippen who did pretty well with the Portland team. Yeah, it was a very aging team. I think they had like um, a few players that were on the way out as well, so mm. they had an old team. Yeah, and then you get Jordan who thought it'd be a good idea to buy by the Wizards and they were just shit we, I, I think he didn't buy it was a weird thing in that he didn't buy the Wizards because he got the Bobcats didn't he he's got Charlotte I think oh yeah Charlotte but they made him go team. if he went to the Wizards then he had an option to buy a team or something I, was, I can't remember what it was it was some weird it was strange arrangement. that he went to the Wizards anyway <laughs> yeah and just to see him miss a dunk in I don't know if it was the All-Star game yeah it was we stayed up to watch it mate yeah Round Lyle, mate. Round Lyle. And we we saw him at the open lane and we were all like, yeah! Oh! Same thing with Tracy McGrady with the pass and stuff. Yes. Amazing. Like, remember the first time anyone had ever seen that? Like, what a player T Mac was. Have you seen his interviews when he talks about 
playing with Vince and then playing with um, Kobe because him and Kobe were like, actually reasonably good friends. And they, he was like, yeah, we should have just like played together, but we never, we never really thought about it. And we never really sort of made moves. But I should have just forced my way to LA. And then, could you imagine that front court? Or were they front court or back court? I can never remember. <laughs> Kobe. Yeah, there's, there's Kobe. so many things. Why didn't they team up? Yeah. Sooner or or whatever. Um, oh, I didn't realize he finished his career at Spurs. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, he went and they were just trying to get a ring. And like T Mac had like never won a playoff series or something like that because he'd always been on like he'd been the best player, a standout player on like weak teams. Um, and I think it's like he'd never made it to the second round of the playoffs. The team wasn't very good. It was just him and Yao Ming. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the same at the uh, Magic and then the same at um, Toronto, right? Yeah. They didn't even know they were cousins, by the way. Like, they, they turned up at, like, practice, like, this first time. And, like, there was, the dad was like, oh, by the way, that's your cousin. And they're like, what? Have you met, have you met Tracy? That's your cousin. Yeah, it's your cousin. about it? If they had been put together a little bit later on, yeah, how good that they would have been, the, the Raptors. But even 2001, the Raptors weren't too bad because they got to the um, Eastern Conference Finals and AI just went, yeah. I don't if I'm six foot, I'm better than you. What a player. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, just, it's such an interesting, like, it is an interesting sport. The way that it kind of plays out, um, and, and it's mad, isn't it? I think we sort of touched on this in the last one. How much we thought we knew about basketball when oh, we were, yeah. and we both went off and did a little bit extra with whoever else, like mm. in Cheltenham or whatever. And you went up to university, and you're like, "Oh, I don't really." Yeah. Know. Like yeah, we how, how we were decent players. Mm. But then you go to a, a play against a team that have been coached properly, and you're like, "Oh." <laughs> and I mean, I think had we not have had, you know, and I obviously don't like the guy. Um, I won't even say his name. The coach that we had, um, he who shall not be named. He who shall not be named, right? Because um, he did some pretty terrible stuff. But um, had we not had him coach us, and like elevate our game I think I probably would have struggled at uni getting into the team um, but then when you get to uni you see some of these guys who are just um, some of them phenomenal um, but I, th- I think it was the, the the dedication to the sport and like actually enjoying training and wanting to learn that I think um, probably got me through into the, the, the team and then starting in the team later on um, and being relatively tall um, that's always that's always a plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but then, like you know, it, it's it's funny how different coaches emphasise different things. And I look back at all my different coaches that I've had over the years, and even my most recent coach when I was um, in Hitchin, which is yeah, when I finished the PhD, what was that, twenty fifteen, twenty fifteen, and. Um, like he was teaching me stuff. I was like, why, why did no one ever tell me this before? Why did no one ever like tell me this in that said, you know, 
effectively like how to work out the distance that you should stand from your defender in as much as you know here's a triangle can you get to that point just by moving laterally quicker than the person who's in front of you who have a head start on you can get to that same point and if you can't get there then make it so they've got to travel further by just standing a little bit back and you can still move sideways as quick as possible and so if you've got a more athletic player just take a little bit of a step back and then work out how how tall you are and how, how much taller you are so can they shoot over you and it's all you have to do is work those two things out and you can work out roughly how far away I should be standing from this player no one ever said that to me in however many 10 years 20 15 years of playing basketball until I rocked up to Hitchin Kings with coach and um, and so you just pick stuff up because different people have learned different stuff I don't know if you can still hear me because you've gone still you better. no I need oh good Taking it all, but it, you know, and and then there'll be you know this just stuff from from all over the place. You know, whether it would be Big Z and and the the guys when I went to Gloucester and Cheltenham, or whether it was stuff from Hereford or stuff, you know, fast break from Bradley. Um, I don't know why it was with Bradley this fast break drill. drill. Definitely, a drill it wasn't really a play. No, it wasn't a play because in the said drill, it's a fast break, right? So the idea is to get down and score quickly, right? And I'm going to break it down for you, Sean, because I don't know if you'll have thought about this before. But what happened is the big man got the rebound and gave an outlet to the guard. The guard then passed it to um, a wing player who then passed it to the other wing player. Right. And then at the end, you passed it back inside to the big man who's run the whole length of the floor. Um, and, and actually, <laughs> a much better play would have been you get the outlet and you just pass it and they just the person who's closest to the basket scores the layup. Um, yeah. But it was just a way of getting us to run the floor, I suppose. And I think that drill only really worked upstairs. <laughs> no, no, I think I think that, actually that stuff, I remember doing that, that doing as well in Hawks. And I remember a couple of times like launching balls down for you and Steve and some of the other guards and um, just getting fast break points on. With, 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 with our Hawks team, I think, that set drill worked for us because we were younger and quicker. Yeah, look what I found. Hey, I don't know where mine is, mate. You probably burned it. No, I didn't. <sighs> big time. Oh, big smithy. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine had mad skills on the back. Of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we 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 were a phenomenal team. Um, it says GBBA Cup winners, two thousand and five or whatever it is, two thousand five. GBBA Cup winners, two thousand and five, when we won the handicap cup. Doesn't say look at that. But, <laughs> handicap cup. You're allowed to call it handicap cup. It's, you put a handicap. Um, basketball loves a handicap cup. I remember playing in when I was in the West Midlands League. And it was a handicap cup, and I think we, I think we had like a hundred point handicap against these kids. I we were the university team, so we were pretty athletic, strong, well coached, and um, played quite a lot. And we went and we turned up and we played against effectively the Hawks team. You know, a load of 15, 16 year olds who were basically just kind of just out of school, um, and we were obviously all much bigger than them. But we had this massive, massive handicap to catch up. And they didn't have a three-point line or something stupid in their court, and it was like, well, how are we gonna, how are we gonna make this up without a three-point line? Yeah. Um, From your own basket, obviously. Yeah, it was just. Uh, 
I, I always think with, with things like that, it worked well for us because it obviously gave us as young kids mm. a boost. Definitely. Like when we played, um, oh, fucking, I can't remember. The older, the, they were obviously very. YMCA. Yeah, they were very skilled veteran players. And they oh, had, those like tornadoes yeah. who were like old, old boys, but they knew what they were doing. Yeah. So they had a, they were like the best of the league. And mm. we, we beat them, but obviously because we had that, but that mm. gave us such a boost. Mm. Um, and I remember playing a few games where we turned up against, I think it was he who shall not be named's new team. Yes. And we fucking battered them. They took Max, didn't they? They took Max off us and he was playing for them. Yeah. And I schooled him because that's what I did. I think I dunked in that game. Like, it was you like my only dunk. game. I got told off by whoever. Was it Nick? Was I coach then? Yeah, tricky Nicky. He told me off and I believe your dad told me off because I had a fast break and I attempted to dunk. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hit the back of the roof. So how I managed to get up that high anyway. Yeah, adrenaline, mate. Six. Uh, <laughs> and white. <laughs> kind of, mate. Uh, I um. That close to dunking it, that would be brilliant. <laughs> uh, that game, I remember one thing happening. We used to do a thing with George where it was a drill where you'd try and get any other player's face and you'd be like, oh, ball, 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 ball. Oh, yeah. And I did that, and the ref um, called a technical foul on me for shouting ball uh, at the player. And, and yeah, yeah, like probably Tom. a sports mic or something. And George told his player to miss the free throws. He's like, he's allowed to do that. Like, effectively, he's like, yeah, I taught him that. And um, not to say the honour of, of him, but uh, he was like, I think he told his player to miss. And then in that game, I don't know if it, what reason it was. It wasn't that reason, but he turned up after a half time after half time and got out a rule book and kind of threw it at the referee just like, <laughs> what, what a knob as you do that is a knobbish thing to do um yeah was, I love these little things that just pop back into it but yeah, brilliant times mate I used to love it yeah I would loved it that Friday nights would be well up for um well up for going basketball and then like sometimes we come back to mine I remember we used to get chips but then a, a bit later on we'd go down to the pub wouldn't we after with uh, we go down the orange, orange street mate and like we just turn up in like our basically our basketball kit like still sweaty <laughs> and it's like meet meet your old man there like, <laughs> like what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing boy <laughs> Uh, funny. Oh, fucking good times, though, mate. But Tra- like, it, it's good. It's useful, and I, and I think the it, summer league was good. Yeah, I remember um, we were playing that a really annoying YMCA team that were good when they had their proper team. But they're two teams, didn't they? Yeah, they had that shit one, and I remember yeah. board checking someone. <laughs> That big fat sweaty the fat player. guy. 
He was so weird because he dribbled the ball. They have, they've got like the smallest court, like regulation court in the UK, apparently. Right. Who knows? But it's this tiny court and there's walls right up. So you can't like, yeah. it's not even like you've got space. They've used up all the space for the court and it's not quite big enough. And yeah, that guy would dribble the ball up and he had, they had green, didn't they? Yeah. And you just hold the ball up like this and he just pass it. And that's it. He never did anything else. He never, you know, and then he just like wait and just like do a bit of defense maybe. But um, I remember he landed on me. I don't know what happened, but like we were both trying to get a ball and he just landed on top of me and just like bounced up. And <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I'd be like, oh, I remember that's... I went up for a layup and one of them took me out from underneath and I landed on my elbow. That's called doing a Ross Griffiths. Yeah. <laughs> but the one that really sticks out in my mind was playing against Gloucester Police and I got forearm smashed. Oh, I'm in the face. Yeah, and he who shall not be named marched us off the court. He said that if, you, if they're going to do stuff like that, we're not going to play because these are kids and you're, you're a police officer who's obviously whatever. And I remember the guy that did it as well. Well, man, a few of them because obviously he worked in the prison, didn't he, me old Yeah. We went on a little chat. <laughs> yeah, I remember that game. By all accounts, those fuckers used to go and speak to the referee before the game yeah. and say little niggly things to him. So they used to do it in um, like in football matches, my old man would say, and the police, they're horrible. Crazy, isn't it? Crazy. Like, yeah, we were like 15, 16 and getting forearm yeah. smashed by a 35-year-old man. Yeah, police officer. Because I made him look silly. <laughs> it was just, yeah, I just, I remember, I, I remember seeing it, um, and I don't think I was on the court, I think I must have been on the bench. Um, no one called for it. Yeah, they I called spun round him. I spun round him, and as I came and back just, in to go bang. out, he smacked me in the face, and I took two steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stumbled back third, and he went travelling. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then he gave me a technical, because I did a shawl and lost my temper. Funny that. <laughs> Never been done before. There's a shock. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I, yeah, I remember we, you and two other players of mine, all point guards, <laughs> that I have had to like physically wrap my arms around and like walk away from wherever <laughs> it's been going on. Well, because, man, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, Alex, and Fabrice, and one of them, I thought he was probably going to take the head off the referee. I probably talked about this last time. Um, I've had many time like that. In many sports. All sports. Yeah. All sports. Should, shouldn't be allowed to play sport because it's an angry man. No, think how angry you'd be if you didn't play sport, eh? Yeah. It's fucking... I do miss basketball. And obviously, I started playing a little bit, didn't I? And those little shoot about things yeah yeah even there I, I could see that i have like a, a raw level where i've still i could still play mm. but i'd I, I could sort of see and go oh i'd probably be more of a sub player now mm. where i'd come off come off yeah yeah or come on should i say um but yeah you see him do screens and and movements that you'd that you'd be like, well, I was never taught to do that. Yeah, we would set screens, but it was always you'd come and set a screen for me because I've got the ball in my hand. It was mm. never I'm setting off 
Yeah, yes, off ball screens. Off. Yeah, and again, that that only stuff sort of came in when I was at uni, I think. Um, sort of much more advanced like movements. Well, we did we did do off ball screens because we did um, that motion offense that George taught us. Sorry, he sh- he shall not be named taught us. Um, where you yeah. screen away from the ball and then come around, but like we never really did it quite but right. He was another one that never really gave us set plays. No, we like had a couple that. of inbound and plays. We had emotional Was it Nick that brought in overload? The overload. Yeah, offense? that was such a weird one, guys. I want you to all to stand on the same side of the court. <laughs> This will work. If but the only, one, so. only ones that ever, for, for, this is for the Hawks now, the only ones that ever thought of any sort of plays that were never really used was me and you. Yeah, yeah. Because we actually enjoyed doing that sort of stuff where we'd sit down and go, all right, if we do this, this and this. Mm. Even if it was just... It's probably not. Just me and you. Yeah. Uh, you pass it to hey. me and then I'll pass it back to you. And you pass it to me and I'll pass it back to you. And then one of us two will score and then everyone else needs to get back on defence. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Gaunt can take a three. Um, every now and then. Or your brother. Your brother can take a three every now and then from halfway. Halfway? He, he, he hit a lot of those from halfway at the end of a quarter or end of the game. Crazy. Just And he was yeah out of control, just like leaping forward, legs of Kimbo, just throwing the ball. He had an ugly technique, didn't he? <laughs> ugly half-court technique. Oh, he was he was he was funny, old brother. Crap me up. He was another one. that was a hand grenade. Yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. He he'd go off. <laughs> yeah, oh, he would go off. <laughs> yeah. He'd get angry at stuff. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, Smudger. We've been going for a fucking hour, kid. Right. Yeah, we should probably call it a day. Probably call it a day. Bedtime. Bedtime for me. I'll, well, I'm up. Good work. Key worker. Key worker. So for well, those of you that. I've been listening to the Granite Zero podcast. They have just gone, well, that was random. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> always Stay safe, Matt. Yeah, always good to and talk. And you, brother. Always. Cheerio. You a bit. Bye. Ciao. Out. There you have it, troops. Back with my best mate from back home, Chris Smith. I could literally talk to him for hours and I could literally do it day in and day out. He is my best mate and I I fucking love him. Chris, I fucking love you. You're brilliant. But with thanks as always to Dead Mammoth Coffee, Combat Fuel, Right Flanked and Infusion CBD. Without them, you know, certain things wouldn't be clicking in place. And uh, the support you guys give, thank you very much. But as they say in the regiment, per ardua. Through adversity, I'm Tomo and I'm out.